Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast, President's Cup Day 3 Review, a full slate of action, both morning and afternoon sessions, so let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into everything that we learned today, and we'll assemble the team here. So first off, welcome in Kyle Porter. Uh, Kyle, I had, I've got pages of notes. I've crossed things out. We had like 12 hours worth of golf. It was a roller coaster ride. What's the takeaway? <laughs> sum it up for me baby <laughs> i i have no idea i think the takeaway is this event has been perfect so far like the perfect ending to day three is the international team being up a little bit going into the singles right like if if the u.s is up a little bit you're kind of like okay well they'll, they'll probably close it out but if the international team has a lead you're like i i don't i have no idea what's going to happen on sunday you could give me any uh, on course, off course, any any predictions, and I and I would believe them uh, after what I've witnessed over the first three days. Yeah, it's it, it is really something. So um, we'll we'll go through this a little bit more in depth, but it is a 10-8 lead for the internationals heading into Sunday singles. And I'd also like to welcome in Mark Immelman. Uh, nearly full twelve hours for you today, uh, working hard as well on air, Mark. This uh, to me is starting to really feel like. A President's Cup. Oh man, and and to what Carl said, Rick. I mean, I just want to say, isn't golf great? I mean, you, yeah. You come out here in the morning and and it's nip and tuck for a while, and all of a sudden it looks like the internationals can really drop the hammer, and the U.S. sort of battle back a little bit to, you know, earn a late point there to keep the thing a little close, and then then in the afternoon it suddenly looks like it's going to be nine nine, and then we have that epic match there that ended in a tie between. Uh, Answer, uh, answer, and Mark Leishman and, and and Ricky and and JT and of course the final match, the anchor match where Ben Arn had a little downhiller to win the match, but that ended up tied. So all of a sudden, it, it was one of those situations like after yesterday evening, Tiger Woods comes off the foursomes with a two and a half, two and a half tie, and he goes, "Yeah, we got the momentum." And I remember thinking, "You're three points behind right now." I I honestly look at this now, and even though the internationals got drubbed through. Uh, what was it? Three and uh, three to one in afternoon foursomes. I feel like that if they come out with a little momentum, it could have been the other way around very quickly. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, to, to your point, could have very easily have been nine to nine. We'll talk about that afternoon session in just a bit. We won't go through all these matches one by one, but we will hit uh, the big talking points out of the day. So uh, four ball earlier this morning, uh, Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas go out there. JT continues to play like JT. He's awesome. Uh, that's the lone win for the United States side, the lone uh, full point. Tony Finau and Matt Kuchar got a half a point, but it was uh, the guys that we've talked about as, as such key cogs into this whole thing. Kyle, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, uh, those four go winless in the morning, 
And I guess we've got to talk about it. The big news out of, out of those four guys is Patrick Reed, who now goes, uh, 0 and 3. Uh, Golf Channel and everyone was reporting that uh, he got his caddy gets into an altercation with a fan. I mean, Mark and I were talking about this before we went live. Things just seem to be getting worse and worse as the days go on for Patrick Reed. Yeah, they do. And I mean, it's like I mentioned yesterday. Again, if he makes the team in the future, President's Cup, Ryder Cup, whatever, but he's not going to be a captain's pick again. I, I, I thought he, well, I, I say that. I thought he wouldn't be last year. And then, you know, after the Ryder Cup stuff. And then this year, it's like, you're just, I mean, if you, if you do that, like, you got to go out and, and put up points and, and play well. He got, he didn't make a birdie uh, in the, in the morning session. Him and Webb combined for one birdie. Yeah. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. They played 30 combined holes. They played 15 holes. So two guys multiplied by two. One birdie in 30 holes. That is, uh, that's unreal. And they got, they got worked by, uh, by Mark's guy, CT Pan and, and Hideki just worked him yeah, over. CT Pan. Told CT, you guys. CT Pan's <laughs> the, awesome. He's been, I mean, the rookies on the international side, Sungjae, uh, CT and, uh, and Answer have just been, I mean, they've been lights out. And, and you kind of alluded to that coming into this week, uh, Rick, of just like, Hey, get some new guys in there. We, we talked about how like Ben on for Jason Day is probably a good thing. And it has been. I mean, Ben yeah. on's been, been really good this week. So, uh, yeah, Reed, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, my takeaway from him is you can't pick him as a captain's pick in the future. Yeah, Mark, I mean, uh, this, this Patrick Reed thing, um, it's a shame. It's weird. It's bad. I don't, I don't know how many other superlatives or adjectives. Um, I have for this situation, but it's, it's not really a bad look for him. You know, wise man once said to me, when you're in a hole, just stop digging. Uh, I'm sorry, I dropped <laughs> the digging pun into this. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, as a caddy, I understand he was getting heckled, but he recognized the fact. He, rec- he spoke to that yesterday afternoon and it can get rough. And when you have an Australian fan base who are a little frothed up and they're having a good time there and the internationals are ahead, I can, I can see how they would target him because Australian sports, they pride themselves in what they call sledging, which is just talking trash over here in the United States. And they're pretty good at it, I've got to tell you. And and so then some guy who's had one too many uh, one too many over there gets in, in Kessler Karain's face a little bit. Uh, and Kessler Karain then says that, you know, it's my job to protect my player. No, it's your job as a caddy to put up, keep up, and shut up. And then you don't get in the media and that sort of stuff. You basically carry the bag and you give your guy yardages and you make sure the golf clubs are clean. So uh, there was, there was a misstep by Kessler. I understand he was doing it because it's a, it's, it's his brother-in-law and it's a family member and that sort of stuff. But at some stage, you just got to take the high road, you know, and you just got to let the thing sort of die down. And, and, and where I was trying to show grace initially, uh, that was a bad move for, for, for what they call Team Reed this afternoon. Yeah. Now I do want to, I want to stay here with you, Mark, for a second, because Kyle, uh, Kyle brought up a really good point about the rookies and, uh, going into the PM matches, uh, the international rookies were eight, four and two and the USA rookies were two, seven and one. So I haven't updated that for the PM guys, but, uh, I think that again, just speaks to uh, the preparation of this international team. And what we keep hearing about is kind of that lack of scar tissue, when the majority of the team has not been beaten down over and over repeatedly in the President's Cup, um, seems to be playing a big part. These these young guys and these rookies are ready to go this week. 
Uh, I'm, I'm with you. The, certainly the, the lack of scar tissue is a big deal. But, you know, scar tissue or no scar tissue, you teared up on the first hole and you've got to hit a shot and you're going to make a putt and so on and so forth. My attack on this is going to be a little different. The rookies on the United States team are top 20 players in the world. These guys are guys that are contending for major championships and such. So they've got the requisite ego. I mean, these are big dogs on the PGA Tour where the rookies on the international side – you got Abe Anser, who's up and coming, and he's got the the world as his oyster, basically. The guy's good looking. He's got lots of game. He's well spoken. Uh, you got uh, Ben Ahn, who's very softly spoken, sort of coming up in the game. Sung J M, same thing, softly spoken, coming up in the game, and and C T Pan as well. So it's not these imposing characters, if you will. And when a guy like Ernie Els comes along, and Jeff Ogilvy comes along, and they say, "This is what you're going to do. This is our plan. This is who you're playing against." There's no blowback. They just go, sure, Captain, you point us in the right direction and we're going to go and swing free. And that's what they've been doing. And and I think it's because of that, where they've been pliable, where they've been malleable and where they've been open without debate, without any any talk back or anything. They've been open to embracing Captain Ernie Els' plan and just sticking to what he's told them they're going to stick to. I think that's something that no one's really spoken about, but you can see this happening because – and every match you see Big Ernie moving around at high speed, got those big arms around guys, he's hugging on them, he's giving them advice, you see him pointing fingers. He's almost like Seve Ballesteros back in the day as a Ryder Cup captain, just not as vocal and telling players what to hit. But Ernie's there with advice and, and those guys are basically saying, in fact, one of the players said it, they said, Ernie's the admiral, uh, we're the soldiers and Ernie's the general and we do exactly what he said to us. That, that's a really uh, interesting point because one of my notes was around the two types of captains that we have. Ernie is on the green uh, helping read putts, saying what club to hit. Tiger is just kind of appears to just be a little bit more hands off, just setting the lineups and letting these guys go out and handle it. And it really is a, a stark contrast when you see it, and and it's working for Ernie uh, certainly at the moment. Um, now, Kyle, there, there's a couple of things here that, that happened in the early session. Um, kind of a little, a little lighthearted, I guess. I don't know if you saw this. Hal Tong Lee, who finally gets to tee it up this morning for the first time, um, a little shaky out of the gate, right? I mean, uh, he played out of turn. They made him hit his shot over again. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think we saw Ricky Fowler hit the wrong ball at a Ryder Cup. Uh, but have you, like, how often do we see this? This is, this was something crazy. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> things, <laughs> things were moving quickly for, for, uh, Hao Tong. He, it wasn't just that either. I, I know that Bones reported that on the course he had, like, pu- like putted, but he, it wasn't his, it, it, oh yeah. It, like the, the hole was already over, or, or his, no, it part wasn't the, over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his part of the hole was already over, but JT was still putting and he was like practicing or something and you're like, my man, like, just, you gotta get out of the way. Uh, but then JT kind of gave it back to him when he was, and he was hollering about like a, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was kind of weird because it was like a five footer. I was like, did, did he expect them just to like, just give that to him? Or I don't know. It, it was kind of, uh, no, it was entertaining. I don't know if it was actually no, chippy no, or if, if they know, were just done this because we had him in the game, Kyle. We had him in our coverage and, and he was rattled initially and, for Ricky and them to call that shot back, that was just a veteran taking advantage of a rookie, and they could yeah. see he was yeah. flush, and they were going to just drop the hammer on him a little bit more. And 
the one thing about Hatong Lee, because he's held off Rory McIlroy in, in route to one of his early victories on the European Tour there in Dubai. So he's got a little gumption and some charisma about him. I watched him, and he went up there, and he took his uh, he, he didn't take his time. He stepped over it and hit it. That was his comeback to say, well, yeah, I know you conceded this putt, so I, instead of raking it away, I'm just going to hit it real fast and just make you think about the six-footer a little bit more. That was what I was seeing over there, and I don't think that was him being rattled. I think that was him just showing them that, look here, guys, I might be a rookie, but I've won around the world. You're not going to push me around that much. And after that, you could see how he gained a little momentum and certainly a little confidence as the day progressed. And honestly, I was surprised he didn't see a little afternoon action because he played way better than Mark Leishman in that combination. Yeah, I thought he settled down um, uh, a lot after that, and and that, that's a perfect segue, Mark. I mean, Mark Leishman, um, not a great showing for the for the Aussie this week. Uh, you mentioned off air, and we'll we'll get to this a little later, but we can we can hit on it now. Uh, you mentioned they might have to they might have to hide Mark Leishman tomorrow in 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 one of these singles matches because he is not uh, playing up to that that you know long term form that we think of when when we think of Mark Leishman. Well, he's sort of been battling the form a little bit through the season and he had an injury and he's come here to Royal Melbourne and, and he normally hits like a sliding fade shot, but he's, he's been starting the driver too far right and missing wide right with a fade spin. Then when he tries to react and he pulls the thing a bit and he hits a long draw and we saw that coming down the stretch, uh, there on the last few holes in the afternoon. So he doesn't really know where the golf ball's going and that's a tough place to be when you're at a golf course where you have to be precise with distance control. Accuracy will let you go some, but distance control, you've got to be there. And he's just not there. And, and then you start missing some, and then that filters into the putter, and all of a sudden the shoulders are slumped. And I, I was surprised he got an afternoon run. Um, I, I figured there were better guys to put alongside Abe, Abe Anser who could take on the world right now. Um, so, yeah, I think Captain Ernie else is going to have to try and hide Leishman a little bit in singles tomorrow. Yeah, I certainly certainly don't disagree with that. Uh, so the morning the morning matches uh, wind up. Um, what did we say here? So uh, two two and a half points for the international squad, uh, putting them nine to five in the lead. So a four point lead heading into the PM. And Kyle, this is kind of where things to me started to go off the rails. Twitter started firing up all that stuff because when the pairings come out, uh, Tiger Woods, Captain Woods has not played himself at all on day three. And the way that I looked at it, um, listen, I understand the game plan might coming in might have been to take to take this day off and, and get ready for, for Sunday singles, but you are losing nine to five. Uh, you have basically half of your team's points throughout this competition. You are the captain. You make the final say, and you are not playing. What were your thoughts on Tiger not playing today? Uh, I, I don't know. Like it's hard because he was their best guy, the best guy in the event over the first two days, I would say. I mean, it, you know, him and Sungjae probably, but, uh, that's not even close. It was definitely Sungjae. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, here's the thing. Like if he, if he's going to play, I think he's got to play the morning session. Yeah. And because you're, you're not going to sit in the morning and then have to go warm up. Cause then you're just sort of like the reason you wouldn't play in the morning is to kind of look at what's going on and re like reshuffle guys. And you, you, you're not able to do that if you're going to prepare to play. So I don't think there was any way he was playing in the afternoon. And I think he, 
I think he saw it as like, I don't know if it's a control thing. I don't know if it, I don't know what it is, but I think he saw it as his duty to be like, look, I got to figure some of this stuff out as captain and that supersedes me playing right now. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess in retrospect, if he was going to do something, maybe go out in the morning with JT and then give JT and Ricky the afternoon. But I don't know. I didn't have a huge, I, I guess I get why he did it. And I don't know that it's a, as big a deal as people were making it into. May I offer an opinion? I would love it. Um, the way I saw it, I, I, I was, when he didn't select himself to play in the morning, I get it because they saw the forecast. It was supposed to be cold and rainy. It's an early morning. And for a guy who, you know, has played a lot and the matches went along, you know, that'd be a hard morning. So I got that. When it went into the afternoon and he didn't pick himself, he was justified in the end because they looked very powerful without him in the afternoon. And he spoke as such. But I watched a guy who was walking everywhere. And if you're protecting your back and you don't want to sit in a cart where your body will lock up, I was like, okay, maybe there's a little something here. Now, I don't want to cause some Twitter firestorm or anything. But he was walking and there was no driving in the cart. And then also, if he's taking the afternoon off, he didn't get to hit any practice shots the entire day. So Tiger hasn't played golf for a day. It was cold the entire day. He was engaged in all of these matches. And today he just looked like a captain. It, it looked to me like a captain who was resting his body. It looked to me like the first two days were grueling because that golf course is a big walk because that composite course, there's a lot of room between some of the greens and tees. And so maybe there was some fatigue. Maybe there was a little tightness because he's admitted as such. And he's, and, and we all know that Tiger, as Tiger's health goes, so he goes. And so I think some of it was protection just to make sure he was well rested. But all that being said, typically on a day off, guys will practice some. He didn't hit a practice ball at all today, and so I'm keen to see how this turns out tomorrow. Yeah, it, you know, when we talk through it, when we add logic and reason to this, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen, uh, I think to Kyle's point, probably Tiger playing in the morning, and I was kind of at the point where um, I didn't think Tiger and JT necessarily needed each other, Kyle. I I, I thought it was an opportunity to take the, the, the guys who are playing the best on the team, split them up, uh, let them, go, you know, let Tiger try to go carry Gary Woodland or somebody uh, who try to steal two points out of this instead of putting your big dogs together and just go stealing one point, um, which is probably the way I would have gone. Now, I think I think this conversation kind of eroded over the next couple of hours because the U.S. does end up going out uh, and getting three points in the afternoon. I assume if it goes the other way, this would be a bigger deal that Tiger didn't play at some point today. Yeah, probably so. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it's hard because you're like, okay, well, Tiger doesn't go at all and I kind of get it. But then like Kucher goes twice. Like, is that, is that yeah. your best? I mean, like, I, I like Kucher. I think he's a good player, but like, is him going twice with this thing kind of hanging in the balance? Is that your best, is that your best move? You know, and so you, you sort of, you're, and, and this is, somebody was saying this. It might have been Jeff Shackelford. Like, this is where you get, a little bit of the handcuffs of being the captain. Like you can't, you just, you don't have everything at your disposal like a normal captain would. And I think that's what makes it, especially when you're the best guy on the team, that's what makes it uh, maybe more challenging than people initially thought. Yeah. 
there's probably a reason we don't see a lot of playing captains, and this is probably uh, another one of them. But we get we get to the afternoon here, and um, you know this this is another roller coaster ride where at times it looks like the U.S. is going to have this tide going into Sunday. Um, they end up you know two two points behind. They're in pretty good shape, but the big story out of this one, Mark, and you saw a lot of it. Uh, all of it, Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas, uh, end up tying the match with Abraham Answer. Now, let me just pull up the scorecard here, uh, cause there is a lot of red on it for the American side. Um, they were five up through seven, and they remained five up, let's see, with seven Ten. to go? Yeah, with seven to go, or a so mark. Um, and not only, uh, do they kind of, do they lose this, uh, or at least get a, a tie out of it, they kind of choked it away. Three straight bogeys down the stretch. Um, this was a really tough pill for the Americans to swallow because that was a point they had locked up for the majority of the afternoon. For various reasons, I mean, look, the international team were dismal to start. They lost the first hole to a par after being in the fairway. Um, second hole, they were all over the joint over there. And, and, and Abraham Answer looked like he was trying to drag Mark Leishman along. I mean, he was, he was mustering everything he had. And then the more Leishman hit poor shots, I mean, like on the uphill par three, number five, he's missed the green short of the wedge that turned into a bogey and they lost that hole too. So they're not just, they weren't losing initially the internationals, that is, losing the holes to birdies. They were losing the holes to pars. And you could see the Americans were unified. They were working, walking shoulder to shoulder. The internationals were sort of split. Um, Leishman was dragging some. He looked lethargic. And you could see he was battling the game and answered that Latin American sort of I'm aggravated thing going on. And, and they just didn't look well. And then all of a sudden they halved. Uh, eight and nine, and they sort of stole a few halves there. Ten, they had a look to win the hole. They couldn't convert. And then on 11, they, they make a sensational birdie. And it was a beautiful pitch shot from Abraham Answer that he had basically nothing. Over a big bunker to a green running away from a tight line, he whipped it in there to like four feet. Leishman converts. And all of a sudden, it's like someone flipped the switch. The next hole, Leishman gets an approach shot in there tight. Answer buries a sweeping downhiller, and now they're three down, but you could see it's like someone's turned them on. And and they hung in there for a while, and then the Americans did choke this up. But I think the entire key was you got the sense that even though the internationals were three down with three to go, they were acting like they were in control. And because of that, especially when they made the birdie on 15, the crowds just suddenly got in behind them because at this stage it's looking like a whitewash. And the Australian fans were looking for just something to cling to. And Leishman and Answer were going to be their crowd. And when they started going down 16, uh, Ricky and JT were playing against about 20,000 people. And uh, it turned into a three-putt bogey for them on 16. 17, they missed the green. Leishman has a fantastic up and down from greenside to win the hole. And then 18, it was incomprehensible that Justin Thomas would miss that tee shot left. You know, but Leish put the thing to bed with probably his swing of the day with that approach shot. So... And there was a lot of home cooking on the go there in the end, but but it was all attitude and the big adjustment came in eleven when when Answer hit that pitch shot. Yeah, this this to me is a a perfect example of the momentum that we talk about so often, where you know one side has has the other side just dead to rights here, Kyle. Uh, we've we've already basically put up a full point for the Americans on the board. Um, then it's yeah, just a little bit of hope. 
And and then when you get a little bit of hope and things start to get going and, and you know, you're sitting there, hey, nothing nothing to lose here. Everyone expects us. Um, they end up pulling out a half a point, does the international squad. And and just as far as this to me is is a big difference going into uh Sunday singles uh between ten to eight, down two points or down just one and a half in this situation. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it goes, so Ricky and JT go 33 on the front and Leishman and Answer were 39 on the front. That was, they were four over on the front side. And then they flip it on the back. Answer and Leishman got him by six on the back. And I mean, it, it's, if you're, if you're Ricky and JT, I mean, getting beat by birdies is one thing, but to go five, five, five to end it, I mean, that's, that's not good. Like you, you, you went, you make par on, I, I guess, the internationals made birdie on 18, but you, you got a par 16, you got a par 17, you got to make a par or match them. I mean, they didn't, I don't think the, they made one, the US team made one birdie on the back nine on 15 on the par five. That was the only birdie they made there. And then again, the five, five, five finish. It's just, uh, that was pretty disappointing. It was surprising too, because I mean, if you, if you had told me at any point during this event, Hey, JT's five up with, what was it? Eight to go. I'm yeah. like, well, did he win uh, six and five or <laughs> seven and six? And and you know the only hole of the day that they uh you know they were only up, so they were one up for two holes and they were more than one up for 15 holes, <laughs> and then they were tied for one hole, the last one. So that was uh that was a big momentum deal and and a big disappointment for the U.S. side. You know what's an interesting takeaway from this, Rick, um, is that the way this composite course is set up, 16 is originally the uh, 18th hole of the East Course. So it's right next to the clubhouse. 17 flanks the clubhouse, 18 comes back to the clubhouse because it's from the West Course. So when you get to that little triangle of holes, if any matches get there tomorrow, that is where all of the Australian fans are camping out because it's a big walk to get to the other side of the golf course. Mm. So you get areas of the courses quietish and then you get areas of the course that are loud and when you turn home and you get to 16 17 18 the americans coming through there tomorrow afternoon are going to get the full treatment it's going to be almost like like beth page black when you go into that final stretch of holes there carl you know 15 16 17 across the road i mean it gets rabid through there and it's the same thing at royal melbourne yeah real, real quick on the course i i mean we've said it every day this course is just it's freaking awesome like it's it's so good and it's so it takes so much strategy to play it well and i i got a note here i wrote down it looks like that it it legitimately looked like it took the americans three days to figure out how to play the course and i I don't know if i don't know if that's a strategy thing i don't know if that's a uh a, a preparation i don't i don't know what that is but that's what it looked like to me just watching the whole thing and you know, it, it's just I, I could not be enjoying watching golf on this course more than I have. And I and I do think if you look at going into the singles with the firepower the Americans have and the fact that it, it I think it looks like they've got some of the strategy stuff figured out. Uh, I, I think they I don't know if they actually are the favorites, but I, I think they could be considered the favorite to go into to singles and win it. Well, if you just go into world rankings, really, I think the highest-ranked player in the team is Matt Kuchar, and he's in the mid-20s. You look at the national side, the highest-ranked player in the team is Aotong Lee, and he's in the late 60s. So you got them wildly outmatched if the United States guys, and 
and head-to-head is where they're going to shine. So it's going to make tomorrow's singles matchups all the more important. And Captain Ernie Els has to thread the needle tomorrow if he wants to hold off these guys. They've punched above their weight so far, but tomorrow the way these matches go out is obviously very important. And then you've just got to be able to make putts and just weather the storm because you know it's coming. You know the Americans will make a run. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit about that strategy for tomorrow, but real quick to put a bow on that. So to, to Kyle's point, this is almost a, a pure toss-up. Uh, international squad plus 110 to win. The U.S. team plus 115. That's as close as it's going to get. Um, Abraham Answer, uh, the guy that we've been heaping praise on all week, Kyle, has already locked up the top international scorer, uh, which he was 18-1 to 1 to do before this event started. Uh, it is possible that Adam Scott catch him uh, or tie him and it is possible that Sung J.M. also get there depending on what happens tomorrow but Answer cannot lose uh, that crown at the top how impressive has he been this week I mean he he's been just a revelation I mean he's he's been he's been unreal and I think you know we talked about this at the I think at the very end of our podcast from yesterday but like he's just he's way into it like he is just locked in and and that's what I don't know, man. Like, I, I think there's some level, and, and you see this in the Ryder Cup, like, I think sometimes the U.S. is just, they, they won't, like, give themselves over to, like, just the galvanizing nature of the event. They're, they're so individualistic, and, and they just kind of keep to themselves. And I feel like what you've seen from this international team, and answer has been at the forefront, is that they're, like, all in on this team. And you see that from Europe and Ryder Cups. And... I don't know. It's been, it's been cool to watch. And look, I'm not there. I don't, I, I might be just like out of my world and what I'm talking about, but it, it seems like a very galvanized team and, and, uh, something that I think a lot of the rookies are just, they're just kind of all in on it. And it's, and it's, it's really enthralling to, uh, to, to watch. I'll tell you one thing for certain. Uh, I don't know how much money he's making off the course now. But this has been Abraham Answers coming out party, and this dude looks good. He's got that sort of model, swarthy sort of thing going on. He's a handsome dude. He's well-spoken, and he can clearly go for I mean, he is going to clean house when contract time comes over the next little while. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. I'll leave you with this before we, we do. The international team will head into Sunday singles with a lead – for the first time since 2003, Joaquin Neiman had just turned five years old. Uh, <laughs> so that's a pretty good one. <laughs> pretty young guy. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll break down the singles matchups, uh, right after we hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been 
uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym and Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out, viori.com slash first, and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. All right, welcome back. So uh, before we jump into the, uh, the the singles matchups here, breaking news, Patrick Reed's caddy, uh, Mr. Kessler, will not be on the bag tomorrow. So we are getting this hot off the presses uh, right now. Kyle, your your reaction to this? I, I said I'm hoping Justine's on the bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's logical, right? She has, she has, that's like a joke, but it's also not, right? I mean, she has caddied for him and she's there. Like, that's not the worst thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it'll probably end up being like a, I don't know. I I guess like a, I don't know who it'll end up being. Maybe, maybe it'll be like a vice, maybe Stricker. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be Freddie. Like, I I don't know how that's going to go, but yeah, I mean, not a huge surprise. Like this is, this is a, um, obviously a PJ tour run event and they, I guess apparently met with uh, Reed and, and Kessler as caddy. And I, I mean, you can't be, you can't be Ron our testing people and, you know, at, at Royal Melbourne, that's, that's right. not, a, that's hey, not God, a good thing. I'm going to cut over you because you know, you had that hope and you know, just a little while ago, Abraham answer said he wanted Tiger Woods. Well, they've just called the opening singles match an Ava Answer versus Tiger Woods. Wow. Yes. How about that? It is up. See, sometimes up. you just have to speak it into existence and you get it. Ernie put up Abraham and Tiger quickly counted with Tiger Woods. So we may have a Stephen Ames thing going on here tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, uh, we're, so we're, we're getting these, we're getting these matchups live. This is the live reaction, uh, pod to, to these singles coming out. So we've got one off the board here. Um, you know, it is, it is interesting, Kyle. Uh, Abraham answer, I, I, I believe it, it feels like a year ago he said this, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm assuming that Tiger hears everything, puts it in his back pocket for later. 
Yeah, so I'm looking at the article right now. It, it got taken a little out of context. Of I course think. it does. <laughs> uh, but who cares? He said, "I would like to, I would like to play against Tiger Woods, but the truth is that our objective is to do everything we can to win. Winning a match in singles would be very special, so we need to try to get the cup. But all I want to talk about is I would like to play against Tiger Woods. All right, all right. match two has just been announced: Hideki Matsuyama versus Tony Finau. Ooh. That's okay, fair. now, 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 Mark, um, we were talking, you know, we were expecting the internationals to, to front load this. So, uh, no surprise seeing Hideki here, but Abraham answer first guy off. I mean, he's your, he's your points leader. I guess that is front loading this. Yeah, that's front loading, I think, with answer because he's playing the best and Hideki's been playing awesome as well. So I think there's, that's two very, very solid picks. Fina is playing solid. Obviously, Tag is good and they've just put up match three. C.T. Pan is up against Patrick Reed. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's, C.T.'s going to get the trifecta against Reed. He's already beat him twice this week. I was just looking that up. I was going to say, uh, wow, yeah, this would be, this would be something special. I, I am, I think we're at the point now where, uh, I'm rooting for C.T. Pan here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think you're, uh, you're, you're not alone in that. Yeah. Well, Ernie's conferring with his assistant captains a little while longer here on match four, and it's just gone up. Hatong Lee plays Dustin Johnson. Wow. Okay, so uh, DJ the DJ the big hitter Haltong, uh We mentioned this, Mark. He he certainly settled down uh, towards the the back end of of his match today. So uh, I'm a big Haltong fan. He can he can get it going in these types of type of events. You know, with yeah, uh, situations like this, certainly it's about game, but it's about gumption too. And and Haltong Lee is not short on that stuff. He's got a He's, he's got a huge set on him and he's not afraid of the moment and he's taken down Rory McElroy on a different, go- a difficult golf course and he's played alongside Tiger for two rounds at the Masters earlier this year and, and he held his own there. So I, I feel like he'll acquit himself pretty well and the truth of it is, Dustin's, if he was a racehorse right now, he's lightly run and, and he hasn't played that solid this, the, thus far through this uh, President's Cup. Hey Mark, did, did, uh, who 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 sent them? Like, did Tiger send himself out first, or did they put Abe on the board first? Abe was on the board first, and Tiger counted with. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so good. Like before they even finish, they're like Abraham. It's Tiger Woods. Like, <laughs> cut him off before. <laughs> well, match twenty three has just been called. Ed, Adam Hadwin, who was sick in the hotel today, is going against Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, Bryson. Uh, uh, neither of these guys played today, right? Bryson spent most of his time, Kyle, in the stands. <laughs> I don't have, we didn't see him play today. I don't have any analysis for that. <laughs> he had some good chance. Yeah, somebody said he was trying to deadlift the uh the bar like go, like going across the stands. <laughs> I saw some tweet too that said so and so's earning points and Bryson is still hitting balls over the fence on the driving range. Uh so we haven't seen Bryson since uh oh my gosh. He's played once. This is going to be just his second session. So uh, Bryson and Tony Finau lost uh, day one together, and uh, this will just be the second time. So this will fulfill his his uh, his two sessions. Where are we at, Mark? We got anybody else up here? Yeah, the Americans are conferring in live TV podcast, and Tiger's just gone to the mic. And Gary Woodland is up, and now for Captain Ernie Elson, these guys will confer a little bit. To get back to the Bryson thing, I mean, really, between last year's Ryder Cup in Paris and uh, this year's President's Cup, he hasn't been that sharp. And now quickly, 
Ernie Els didn't take much time. Gary Woodland went up and he came back with Sanjay M in a hurry. So there's your match, Sanjay versus Woodland. That's a yeah. ball-striking bonanza. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. I love it. I've got to yeah. give the edge to Sanjay, though, because he's been putting lights out on these greens. Yeah, both both those guys can certainly fill it up. Sungjae uh, has been one of the better players, uh, not only for the international squad, but in this entire event. Uh, if he goes out and wins that and Abraham answer uh, does not beat Tiger Woods, uh, he would also tie for the international top point scorer. Well, we get to an interesting time in the matches now because that's five matches up. The internationals have got 10. It takes 15 and a half to win the cup. So you've got to think front load a little bit. Now you've got to defend a bit through the middle. And then you've got to have one or two guys, sort of your end guys, your anchors, just in case stuff starts going wrong and you need someone with some experience to bring it home. So this is where a situation where you can see uh, the Americans are taking a little more time because Ernie has just put up Joaquin Neiman, um, match number six. And, and the Americans have taken a long time on this one. This This, Kyle, is a very... Uh, like I like I know you only get a, a, a I think they get two minutes but they make their picks much quicker than that. Uh, there there is a really good opportunity to kind of pair up your guys with who you think is going to be a good fit. I don't know how much data and analytics they have going into like hey if they say Jocko Neiman we're countering with this or it, like it, it is a I think it's a great spot to have an edge if these teams can do it right. Yeah, what happens if you pull like a Minnesota Vikings and you like let the <laughs> you get you, you, you lose your pick? <laughs> you let the clock run out. It's like, well, that's a uh, that's a Keegan Rory situation. Hope hope your guy shows up. Uh, they're still making their pick. We're talking just going to the microphone now and he's responded with Patrick Cantlay. I thought Cantlay was going to play late. Well, Cantlay's up against Neiman. What do you think it was here? So was it uh, was it who they wanted to play against Neiman, or is it we're just at that point in the um, in the match here? To, to your point earlier, Mark, where it's a numbers game. Well, I think it's at that point of the match because Tiger didn't waste any time with the next pick, and he's put up Xander. So it looks like Tiger's plan is he's got a bit of power up front, and then he's deciding through the middle portion of this, I'm going to try and make some inroads and. And now he's got Tony and Jeff Ogilvy talking a lot as they're going through the pick. There's lots of scribbling on notepads and stuff. <laughs> they've come back with Adam Scott. So there's wow. a big Scott versus Xander. That's a good one. Um, so, so Kyle, I mean, we've got uh, the, the Americans still have a couple of, of hammers to drop here. They've got they've got Ricky, they've got Justin Thomas, uh, and Kucher. I guess are the three that are still available. Maybe Webb. Who am I missing here? I think JT is going to go last. I think they're going to have. JT and maybe Adam Scott. How sick would that be as a lot? It would have comes down to that at the end. Whew. Well, Adam's playing Xander in, 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 in the, the eighth match out. Oh, never he's... mind. Um, the uh, Ernie has just put up Ben on in match 27, which would have been the, the ninth match. The U.S. have got Ricky, Kucha, Webb, and Justin Thomas on the board. The internationals have Leishman, Urstazen, and Cam Smith. And we're still waiting for the Americans to respond to Ben on. Mm, okay, Benny on. If I was the Americans, oh man, He's trying good to look at who's He's left. Good. Yeah, you got to put somebody else. Here's an, and this might be where they're burying Leishman. Uh, to your point earlier, Mark, not on the board yet. That like this might be decided. If they put him last, it might be decided by the time he gets out there. I think perhaps. And and if I, you, you know, this is maybe sentimental, but Ben on won the USM. If I'm Tiger Woods, I'm like, go Kucha. He's won that U.S. Amateur as well, and, and, and I think that would be a fascinating match. 
Tiger is up to the microphone now, and Webb Simpson will play against Ben Ahn. Mm. How do you like that, Kyle? Yeah, I do. I think, I mean, look, Webb took down Justin Rose in Europe last year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cling to that no matter how many, how many team matches he loses in this event. Hey, Kyle, uh, Jordan Spieth is not on the U.S. board, just saying. Hey, if oh. they could sub him in for, for Reed, that would be awesome. Hold right? on, I have a, I had a Jordan Spieth stat that I didn't get to drop on you earlier, so while we have time, I'll do it here. Um, Reed, Patrick Reed, 07 and 0 with Paired when paired with anyone not named Jordan Spieth, Kyle, maybe he should have been on the team. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, I've been a package deal. I've been hollering about this for for <laughs> months. Well, Kyle, you thought JT was going to be in the anchor match. Tiger just put him up in the tenth match, and we we're waiting for the internationals to respond. And they quickly come back with Cameron Smith. No hanging about there for Ernie LC. It was almost straight to the mic. So JT mm. versus Cameron Smith. Wow. Uh, which leaves him with two leaves the international squad with two veterans, uh, Mark Leishman, who has not played well, and we talked about potentially hiding, and Louis Oosthuizen, who is uh, built for this. So uh, you've got a coin flip here, Mark. Who's going to be the anchor well, for the international squad? The answer has just come. They're hiding Leishman at the end of the field. Louis wow. is ultimate match, and Tiger is. Looking at Fred Couples, who's gazing into the distance. <laughs> there's only there's only so many guys left. <laughs> now he's looking past Fred, and Fred's uh, Fred's still looking in the distance, and Zach <laughs> is talking a lot with his hands, and they're trying to pick between Ricky Fowler and Matt Kuchar. Yeah, uh, flip, flip a coin. Zach <laughs> back on the head, and he's really animated right now. Ernie looks like he's doing like the Sunday New York Times crossword. <laughs> <laughs> We need to chip in from the first cut podcast and get into lots of stuff. All right, Stazen versus Kutcher in the penultimate match. That means Leishman Fowler in the final match of the day. Okay, so let me run through these really quickly, and then as we wrap this up every night like we do, I'll ask you for the one you're most interested in. So uh, in order, Abraham Anser versus Tiger Woods, Hideki Matsuyama versus Tony Finau, C.T. Pan versus Patrick Reed, Hao Tong versus Dustin Johnson, Adam Hadwin versus Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Sungjae Im versus Gary Woodland, Joaquin Neiman versus Patrick Cantlay, Adam Scott versus Xander Shoffley, Benny Ahn versus Webb Simpson, Cam Smith versus Justin Thomas, Louis Oosthuizen versus Matt Kuchar, leaving us with Mark Leishman versus Ricky Fowler. Kyle, which one stands out to you? Well, I mean, obviously Abe and and Cat uh, leading off. That's like that's like a um, you know a lesser version of the Reed Rory from from Hazeltine. Uh, but it's still great. I mean, look, like you could make the argument that, that Abe's been the best guy on the international squad. And I think Tiger has been the best guy on the U.S. team and, uh, they're leading it off. I think that's awesome. But I also love, uh, Breadman going against Reed. Breadman. <laughs> <laughs> that's really going to stick. Um, all right, Mark, which one of these, uh, looks most appealing to you? Uh, I'm with Kyle that Tiger and Abe is going to be interesting, but I'm looking in an area where I think the tournament may be decided, and that's in Xander Shoffley and Adam Scott. Um, they're two mm. fantastic ball strikers. Um, Xander is sort of coming into his own some. Adam is riding the emotion of this thing and putting great. So that match that's just past halfway, I think it's match number seven maybe or eight. Uh, I'm really interested in that one. 
Yeah, I think I agree with you there. That's the one I had bookmarked. It looks like a natural spot where this thing could potentially wrap up. Uh, and two of my favorite swings to watch. So I'll, uh, I'll go there with you, Mark. Uh, all right. It's been 12 hours of golf today and we're going to do it all again tomorrow. So, uh, this has been an episode of the first cut podcast. I'd like to thank. Uh, both Mark Immelman, who you can follow on Twitter, it's at Mark underscore Immelman, and Kyle Porter, who you can find on Twitter, it is at Kyle Porter CBS. If you like what you hear, don't be afraid to leave us a rating and review. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we'll talk to you soon. And we might get my tie tomorrow. And we might get that tie tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, hey, what predictions, real quick, before we go, predictions. Oh, okay, yeah, good call. Um, What is it, 10-8? You, okay, that was your idea. So Kyle, you have to go first. 16-14. I'm sticking with my original. US 16-14. Wow. So that would be eight full points. Eight to four. Well, yeah, my 17-13 is a bit out of reach for the Americans. That was my original. So I'm going to go back to my romantic one. I'm saying this thing's ending time. (laughs) I love that you're rooting for that. It's so good. (laughs) And I I also had 17-13, but now I'm just going to flip it and say international 17, uh, U.S. 13, so I can keep the numbers straight in my head. So that's what we'll go with. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Great boys, stuff. enjoy the day. Uh, we'll talk soon. Peace.